0: to the show an off requested guest P Quinones someone who oh, by the way before before I give you your moment to talk I actually have to actually steamroll for a second and say that this is sort of a re or no that's sort of what never mind no. but it's a reunion reunion of sorts yes Because we haven't spoken in many years uh, from the uh, off discussed Dave Smith um, libertarian uh, Facebook group. But welcome back, finally, long awaited to the show, P. Quinones.
1: Thank you for having me. Thank you for inviting me. This is going to be uh, – this will be a lot of fun. I'm sure we're going to have a lot of laughs, too, on a subject yeah. that's really not that funny.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they are Spanish, so we can just say that the reason that they had the, the fight in the first place because they were just too sleepy. Um, yeah. Yeah. They uh, were cranky because they were too sleepy. We got that. We get yeah. that right out front. They're ethnic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've seen, you- I oh, have kill, a the ever, sorry takes. the ever popular can't that they both lose
1: yeah. <laughs> hey hey these are these are my well these are half half of me are, are these people so give me a break yeah, sure. i was
2: gonna say though, this is one of my main concerns about this episode was that i have a, a track record of having a certain attitude towards spaniards <laughs> true it is well right. known <laughs> it is well known but yeah but but on the uh, this little subpoint of couldn't they both lose? Well, they did.
1: Yeah, I mean, yes. Yeah. Long story short, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll explain. I'll explain who won.
2: Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, the banks.
0: But um, what I, the thing I was gonna start with, and I said I was sort of alluding to this off the air, but I said I'll say it on the air. Um, is the, I did a lot of research for this episode. And still, I am not totally confident that I can give a coherent explanation of the events that occurred between 1936 and 1939 in the country that we now call Spain. Um, It is convoluted. It is a sort of um, exercise in human uh, suffering, I guess, for for little to no profit for anybody. And... um, I, again, I know this is. I'm going out on a limb here, but war is bad, yeah. and I don't like it.
3: <laughs>
2: no. So,
0: but let all of our discussion henceforth be framed with that in mind.
2: Yeah, there is like a take out there quite a lot that um, it was like a prelude to World War Two, yes. and I think it's World I War. It's World War One and a half. Yeah, it's, there's something. There's definitely something to that. And especially, like, in what I think the world wars were about, which is every war I look at, it, 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 there's always some little wrinkle in there that, that give, gives the game away, that it's really... I mean, I, I like, cutting to the chase here, this sort of communism versus uh, fascism or whatever you want to call it uh, thing, I, I think it's... It, all the this conflict was just... Like a, a trial, and I'm not, it mattered to the participants which one came out on top. But Very really, much. It's, it's the banks are just doing an experiment to see yeah. which system best fits usury. What's the best way of getting all the land and 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 the most getting the people in debt more. And uh, extracting the most from people, which is the most efficient way. Like, do you do it centrally, like they did through the Soviet Union, or do you do it kind of, you know, the neoliberal way?
0: Right, with you with, know America uh, and England.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, I uh, see. The problem with the war is you, you literally have to go back fourteen hundred years in order to understand yes, why this so war. So true. Happened. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I mean, you're talking about like pretty much in 500 um a.d the visigoths take over spain yeah and then 211 (laughs) years later in 711 the moors invade spain and basically conquer it and name it alan you know andalus and seven years later they the spanish immediately tried to start um fighting back and taking it back and i mean it takes reconquista yeah the reconquista it takes another seven hundred years for them to get it all back. I mean, you're eleven thirty nine. The kingdom of Portugal is established on the west coast. I mean, that didn't exist until then. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, it, and and this is another event we need to talk about because it's. I think it's very important to understand the history of Spain. Is the Inquisition? Yeah, um, true. I am. I am a big. Inquisition Defender right <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm not even kidding it's definitely I'm, based I'm, I'm, yeah. I, well and it's also it's not what people it's not what people think it is so yeah um you know after that the Reconquista is done and um you know you have Isabel uh, Ferdinand and Isabella 1492 right um and What's commonly thought that year is basically all the Jews are kicked out of Spain,
0: pretty much. Right.
1: That's, that's that's the I, that's not, the
0: normie take, yeah. The
1: that, conversos, yeah, tr- yeah. That's not true. Um, Christians, uh, Jews who converted to Christianity um, and could stay, who said they converted to Christianity, could stay, and it became very evident that some Jews were lying at these prices and so <laughs> I mean shocking right <laughs> and, and so that part of what starts the Inquisition is it, we have to figure out if they're lying now I will say this right off the bat and Joseph de Maestra does a great job of explaining this um in, in letters that he wrote in uh in 18 right around 1813 1814 as the inquisition was coming to an end um, the inquisitors were not the punishers they were a court it was the cortez and it was the king and the queen who decided to do the punishment no inquisitor ever sw- sang uh, swang a sword no inquisitor ever put someone on the rack as a matter of fact most of what you think you know about iron maidens and racks and things like that weren't invented until the 1800s right, for like yeah. P- yeah. for for festivals and carnivals and things like that. Yeah, yeah. This is no, really you know, well. Can, can I just really give a
0: give a little bibliography here? Um, I recommend. I've only read the first third of it. It's one of the things that keeps getting put pushed back in the backlog because I have things to read for the show. But I'm reading. Um, Foucault's uh the uh, discipline and punish and he talks about how like it very much was um very much was like like later on where like punishment got like it's actually almost he kind of makes the case actually that like the idea of punishment that we have now where they try to fix your behavior and they try to spiritually change you is actually yeah. worse than physically getting tortured.
1: <laughs> well, that's what um that that's what Francis Parker Parker Yaki said about um in right around fifty four and fifty five when he was started writing that he he chooses the soviet union over the united states he goes if you go to the soviet union and they don't like you they just torture you and kill you he <laughs> goes in the united states in the united states with with you know the growing um basically judaism taking over it's going to destroy your soul from the from from the inside out sure <laughs> yeah, and so yeah. He was, <laughs> i mean so he he wrote that, yeah, you know, he said, I would rather, and he, he took sides with the Soviets Yeah, and he said, I mean, they, they make more sense. And, you know, they had just done a purge mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, so, yeah, I mean, it it makes sense. It's like, I mean, you know, I would rather physical torture than mental torture. And, you know, we've had mental torture here since 1945 and it's just, and now it's just really getting more brutal. Say a lot earlier people, than that.
0: Like, like, honestly, yeah, the well. fucking what the the the, the shit that uh, J.P. Morgan and Rockefeller were pulling. And by the way, J.P. Morgan, by which I mean, he was just an agent of European bank, central banking as it as it stands. So, you know, that, he was sort of that's what I'm saying. Like they were just fucking with the minds of America prior to prior to the World War One or two, like sort of just causing this like dialectical conflict, by the way. And guess what they did it for? money usury <laughs> yeah just yeah. making a I mean, quick buck it... off a bunch of stupid fucks. <laughs>
1: well, i mean they they also know that usury is just a perfect way to enslave and uh and to not medicate people but to pacify
2: people sure yeah i keep because... thinking i keep thinking about that uh video that uh katherine austin fitz did at the beginning of towards the beginning of like all this lockdown stuff and all that mm-hmm. and she she made this point about how, uh, you know, old fashioned regular slavery was unsatisfactory because there was insufficient collateral in the, in the, in the slave. You couldn't say, you couldn't identify the slave just by looking at it and say, oh yeah, this It's not it hasn't got a number on it or something that you can say, oh yeah, this is this guy's slave. So the bank couldn't repossess them or they, they were poor collateral for, for the banks. And so that's, I mean, she didn't go on to make this point, but that's kind of it. Makes sense that this way everybody can be a slave. Whereas before, yeah. the the uh, and the the banks have got an interest in every slave. You know, you could get. I just got a, it when I was uh logging on for the link to this show. Mm. There's an, there's an advert in there for uh, reverse mortgages. Nice, like, sweet, righteous yeah.
0: bucks. fuck your kids dude (laughs) 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 little assholes (laughs) what what have they ever done for you anyway yeah (laughs) drinking
2: all those five pound coffees (laughs) so fucking true dude but also
0: consider the fact that that they i don't know when did they when did they introduce reverse mortgages is that a recent thing over there
2: not really. Oh, okay. They don't call I'm it reverse sorry. mortgage here. They call it equity release.
0: Oh, nice, sweet. I love that. Yeah, yeah. it's
2: not. It's not you that does the release,
0: <laughs> right? Yes, yeah. The executors of the property. No, um, but even think think of it this way too. Is like the 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 target demo here in America, at least, is the American boomer who has nothing but contempt for his children, who like yeah. views his own son as sexual competition.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> In the arms race towards fucking flexing boomer
2: bucks. Yeah. <laughs> we have a so, thing here. It's like you, you, I live in the countryside in an area where they grow cereals, and like this to have this evidently there's a government scheme going. On. I don't really follow these things, but in, there's a pub next door to my house, and we get uh, farm guys and guys who fix farm machinery and stuff go in there, and they I was just in there talking the other day and they have... They can really see what's going on. But they, like, what can they do about it? They right. Just, they got to tell the earth. It. Yeah. It's like they, they've they got... Cause they've got this scheme on at the moment where every field has got, like, a corner of it, a, maybe about an eighth of it or whatever. It's just full of thistles and weeds. And they're paid to grow that stuff by the government nice. instead of food. Sweet. Which is what does it do it makes uh keeps land prices high keeps food prices high right yep and worst of all it helps bees ah oh, the fucking <laughs> inhumanity yeah um, but like these guys they're like oh, this is just please it's t- they're taking my money off me to give it to the farmer to grow weeds so that i can pay more for bread
3: yeah
0: to keep the whole internal yeah. infernal engine burning, the yeah. the um, what do you call it? Uh, what's the other? Uh, you can't serve somebody and God. Fuck Mammon. The Mammon's yeah. engine to keep it running. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> um, but that's a good segue. So that if you're talking about this guys, these guys are just basically peasants who don't who have no yeah. no effect on their on their the society around them. Well, that's a perfect segue into the Spanish Civil War because. Um, one of the things that you see throughout the story is like, and, and by the way, remarkable how much footage was taken during this conflict. And I have a little theory about that. We'll get to later. Um, but uh, the thing was, is they are uh, interviewing all these farmers, these peasant farmers and shit. And the, the thing that's very remarkable to me is no matter what, no, no matter what, um leadership that the peasants are these people who are actually responsible mm-hmm. for the food we all eat and survive from they're basically like oh i guess it was better under the other people and it's yeah. just like and it, but it's just like they don't really have a fucking say in the matter and either way it just sucks well to me it is <laughs> yeah. I'm, from, I'm from massachusetts um <laughs> but uh um but yeah, but my point is is like they, they just fucking deal with it no matter what because they're the ones who really matter <laughs> the ones who are growing in the, th- back then yeah. when food was connected with the fucking was connected with p- farming, you know what I mean it wasn't yeah, yeah. done on these massive factory fucking sludge farms too by the way, as another side fucking bar <laughs>
1: well well i mean one of the one of the big prob one of the big problems is is that um Spain like after after Columbus went to America.
0: Columbus with three parentheses around his name.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they basically became like a world power within like 50 years. I mean, they were, um, you know, Cortez conquers the Aztecs, Pizarro conquers the Incans, Um, Philip II comes in, they get a a defeat of the Spanish Armada by the English, by Sir Francis Drake, you know, in 1588. But, you know,
2: one of the things that's easy to point out is that, uh, yeah, that was, uh, no, that was was 1813. Yeah. 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 (laughs)
0: Damn it. I thought I could pull a fucking fat toy now.
3: God damn
2: it. But the,
1: um, but you know, one of the things you have to realize is that this is, you know, 50 to 75 years before the 30 years war and before the treaty of Westphalia. And I mean, they're like a Westphalian state already at this point. And yeah, because it was Habsburgs, wasn't it? That were yeah in charge of it at that point. Yeah. So when you um like when you look at the history, when you read like um Oswald Spengler's uh, Prussianism and Socialism, yeah, and, like I- I'll read this. This is what he said about Sp- about Spain. Um, he says he's talking about. Um, how different, he's talking about the petty concerns of the Italian and French political thought. And he goes, How different these petty concerns are that of imperial Spain? The Spanish spirit was out to conquer the earth and establish an empire that would never see the setting sun. We need only compare the Spanish conquistadors with the condottieri uh, in Italy. It was the Spaniards who first made the entire globe the object of Western European political planning. Italy itself became a Spanish province. And it's important to understand the spiritual conflict that led to the sack of Rome. This action put an end to the Renaissance church. The Spanish Gothic vitality, which holds sway even today in the Vatican, rose up at that time against the Renaissance church and the closely related Reformation churches. Since then, the idea of world domination has never been put aside. Basically, he... Um, he He talks more in that book about how, it's really an essay, a long essay, um, how when Prussia Prussia of the uh, 18th century is modeling itself after Spain, Mm. after what Spain did in those years. And one of the ways I look at it, um, that he doesn't mention, but I look at it, is the fact that the Spanish were held together by one thing, the Roman Catholic Church. Yeah, and you know, I think that what the Prussians did was they did. The, they said we need one thing to hold this together, and I think it was the Prussian identity. Right. And I think that's why the Prussian culture, that's why when, you know, when we make fun, when my former libertarian, my, my libertarian former self used to make fun of Prussian schooling, Prussian schooling can never work in the United States because there's not, not a monoculture. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a monoculture. Yeah. Um, kids go to church. I don't care if they're white. I don't care if they're white, Mexican or black and their culture is just basically, you know, ignored in their uh and how they're taught, and what's the best way to teach them, and you know, the the Spanish just had that Catholic, you know, yeah. Had, you know, it's like even even if you weren't somebody who went to church, you only went to church on Easter, and you went to church on uh, Christmas, that you were that kind of Sp- uh, Spaniard. I mean, you still. You know, were brought up in the church. You were still yeah. uh, baptized. Into it was part the church. of like You're- the whole
0: medieval yeah. sort of society, and like the way people's brains were sort of oriented, clustered, if you will, at the time was to be like, well, there's hierarchy, and part, big part of that hierarchy is the church, and that was all over Europe, by the way. It was the top of the hierarchy. That's what I mean. Yeah. Um, And right, because God is is also the king, by the way. Um, So uh, the other thing is like so I think that that informs part of the fact that that time you were talking about where they're really expansionist. That's for the rest of Europe. That's the medieval era. Like they yeah. were still fucking around with serfs and shit, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, it's interesting that 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 the Spaniards did that with that because of the interesting thing that I was sort of like going into this. This was sort of my um actually like preconceived notion going into this was like um actually there's not such thing as a Spanish person. There's like Catalonians and Basques and that's the problem. Yes. Yeah. So they're not Castilians. really a thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess. Um, but uh, what's it called? Um, but it really was. Yeah. The church. And that's the, the, so they, they, but they alone out of all those European medieval powers was like, Hey, let's use this sort of um, uh, shared identity to make us do like cool shit. Whereas like the rest of the people were like killing each other over religion.
1: Well, right. yeah. sorry, I'm looking at my map of Spain. Um, when you, this one's from 1843, Spain and Portugal when you start looking and you you realize that w- the greatest strength and the greatest weakness of Spain was the fact that they did have decentralization you know you had uh, right. the, Catalon- the, Catalon- the catalons the catalans you had um and the loose the um, you had um kind of goes part, part parcel
0: that? of feudalism though
1: yeah my like people Japan. my people up there and but here's the thing is That was the it it made people feel like they had more freedom than they actually did. But also when it came time, when things got bad and when things got really bad and, you know, the 19th century was it was a century of war i mean the yeah. you, you know you had napoleon you had the war here and the, two wars here uh, but the war between the states and everything but a lot of countries just basically skated through the 19th century and the 19th century for spain was awful i mean it right. was i mean there were three carlos wars yeah. i mean you it, it was it was just it was terrible and um part of that that was Part like a reason.
0: Wasn't that all because sorry to interrupt you, but wasn't that all like sort sure. of like the the um the result of them sidling up with Napoleon and like that's the whole like the bourbons and shit.
1: Well, like the, I mean, they, they they were basically under Napoleon's thumb yeah. for, for a while there, you know, so yeah. they it, they sort of had to because they were they, they had already lost. They were losing the empire and eventually the United States would basically be put the dagger in that. Th-
2: that's uh, also, a, an interesting thing which occurred to me occurred to me while I was researching this was that all these enormities of the Spanish Civil War, you know, Sp- Spaniards were kind of accustomed to that. Yes. In relatively recent history, because of how they've been treated by Napoleon, you know, the, all this kind of thing the F- French rabble did to them. Yeah. Uh, when when they switched sides and went with English, it's like it, it's it's. I, there's this whole thing in European politics, which pe which I mean, our audience knows all about it, but most people don't get the fact that the relative yeah, nationalism is an, is a 19th century phenomenon, basically. Right. And it's mm-hmm. liberal yeah, by the way. Yeah. But like we, you were just saying, Spain was already a nation, France, yeah. England, Russia. And that was about it. And They were the ones that ended up with the massive empires. And that's, and so like and then that like nationalism was imposed on a big chunk of the world by the british or anglo-american empire yeah. and then it just ends up you got more effective contenders it's just like it 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 seems like that kind of helps to lead to these conflicts is it sp- spreading this making there be lots of nations now they're trying to make it so that nationalism is completely toothless so that, that, that we've just got a globalism you know they, they, they want to make like brexit for instance is an outrage how dare you want to be right yeah part of the English or British nation
3: right
0: and then also but, in America here a lot of like left and right by the way yeah. make literally being in support of gay marriage is like being an American. Literally, yeah. Ted Cruz is going coming out here, going, being like having support for gay marriage, or not although he actually said gay marriage, but you know like respect for homosexuals yeah. is like is like part of American culture, and we're going to defend it. And he's specifically referring to somewhere in Africa yeah, banned oh, yeah, ban faggot shit.
2: You know they just li- they just legalized pornography in Ukraine,
0: beast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'm not surprised to hear that. By the way, the closer the you yeah. sidle up to the beast, the uh, the the more uh, more of the beast features you get.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, here l- l- let's uh, let's get up to the war. Sure. Um, yeah. But let's do the let's do the 18th century first. Because yeah. Yeah. This, so the Carlos Wars. Okay. Where were we? Yeah. That? So yeah. So the first Carlos War was uh, 1833, 1840. Um, fighting span most of the country at one at one time or another although the main conflict centered on the carlist homelands of the basque uh, country aragon catalonia and valencia Another Carlist War, second one, 46 to 49, was a minor Catalan uprising. Rebels tried to install Carlos Count of Multimallon on the throne in Galicia, a smaller scale uprising. That's was so important,
0: down. too, by the way, the, specifically the Catalan fucking uprisings, because they- it's Still going on. True, good point. I think they're right yeah. wing now this uh, this time. But um, what I was going to say is uh, they, uh, they, they were like the last holdouts in the fucking war. Uh, the yeah. Spanish civil war, I mean, and, um, and you can't just, dis- you can't separate the fact that they had a cultural identity of their own, that they were like, no, this is part of us protecting our place. Like, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? There's
2: something to that. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it was in two, 2015, they, they held a unauthorized referendum on independence yeah, in I Catalonia. Remember. Remember. And it, it, it did pa- in 17, yeah, in 17 too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it passed. And they just locked up all the all the leaders of it who'd, who'd organized a referendum. yeah, uh, or, yeah. And, or they had to go and live in exile or whatever. It's just like nothing ever changes. <laughs> it's crazy. <Yeah. laughs> so
1: they had, they had the third Carlist war that went through 18 that was 1872 to 1876. Um, and so but here's probably the one of the most important things that happened and this cannot be ignored. It happened in 1868. There was an Italian, friggin' a named Giuseppe Finelli. He arrives in Spain in 1868. He was an admirer of Bakunin, mm-hmm. um, you know, Marx's opponent in the first international. Yeah. He came to Madrid without speaking any Spanish, no money, but the idea as it became known. It was the quote-unquote the idea. Found a very enthusiastic audience within four years. There were nearly 50,000 bakunists in Spain, of whom the majority were in Andalusia.
0: Right, okay.
1: So, um, there were what was the idea? The idea was. Communism was right, okay. but know, yeah, Bakunin, Bakunin was,
0: was like a was a further left than Marx leftist, basically. Right, okay, like, yeah, yeah. um, but uh, what was I gonna say specifically? Like, I guess maybe make let me make a little speculation here, and perhaps you can correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong. But Andalusia, you mentioned before that that's what they called um the Moorish um uh, what's it called uh, era of, of Spain. So, I might mm-hmm. understand that there's an ethnic mix there in Andalusia. By, by, by but virtue of that,
1: basically in Spain, you will, even if you go to Spain today, you will see blonde hair, blue eyes, you will see white people whose families have been there for a thousand years. But the majority of Spaniards, including myself, yeah. usually have five to ten percent Northern <laughs> African in them. Yeah, yeah.
0: Anthony Cumia <laughs> class. <Yeah. laughs>
1: it's, I mean, it is just, and you know, and, and Thomas 777 says that it's probably what makes makes us so it was such good fighters and people who <laughs> want to you know it's like we have we, we have like five we have at least five percent crazy north african you know yeah. Uh, Mauritanian moroccan, yeah 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 in us and yeah, like, um franco
2: but, yeah. had, had uh, moroccan troops didn't he the, yeah that was what yeah the, the plan yeah, the, was in the start to start with yeah so um but well, I guess, I guess w-
1: there were a lot of reasons why anarchism could become the largest force in the Spanish working class. Yeah. Because it was like it, it proposed cooperatives. Right. Yeah. Um, Associating freely. This was the time for Uh, it,
0: too. I just, I I hate to, I I don't want to like just listen. I'm obviously not a leftist. I've never been, or maybe when I was in high school, I was a little bit of a leftist, but you know what I mean? I've never in my adult life espoused leftism, but you know, there's a place for trade unionism. You know, yeah, in and general, uh, <laughs> not necessarily the way it has been implemented throughout history, but there's a place for collective bargaining in the workplace. Frankly, yeah, this,
2: <laughs> this brings me to one of the one of the main things that struck me in in researching the actual events of the war, which is that you have basically the whole uh, Christian conservative element of it as represented by Franco was basically branded as fascist because this sort to of simplify the, the optics.
1: The, right. And, yeah, the, and the, the Fallon, the Falangay who yeah. are in that, who are in that picture right there, they were the real fascists. Yeah. Uh, they, Franco, Franco did not allow them to, um,
2: no, they all got, uh, they all got mysteriously killed. Yeah. Yeah. Their <laughs> leaders. And uh, then the ones by, who live by their own, their own side. Yeah. Right? So, uh, uh, they wanted to nationalise well, banks, amongst other things. It, it, we'll we'll get to this, but yeah. the, the most
1: incredible thing about the Spanish Civil War is the fact of how many sides there were on both sides. Yeah. It is so true. It's the most it's the most disorganized the left has ever been.
2: Yeah, but true. this is this is what this is what really jumps out at me, Pete, is coincidentally the one element of the right wing coalition where all the leaders get killed happens to be the the element that wants to nationalise banks. Right, and on the left wing side, the one element that stopped it getting on the Republican side, the one element that stopped it being a rout in the first week, was the anarcho-syndicalists in Barcelona. Yeah. And the same thing happened to them. The communists did it to them, right? As financed by by Stalin, Stalin
0: himself. Yeah. <laughs> so the the yeah. The,
2: t- the two elements. Well, that let's actually say it's the, uh,
0: John D. Rockefeller like by virtue by way yeah. of Stalin. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> And they paid for it because Stalin got every drop of gold yeah. that yeah. the government had. It got I, sent to Moscow. And, he, and then it got sent he, to Jewish He, sell, he laughed about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, nine, nine of the 10 uh, commanders that Stalin sent were Jewish. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, he probably wanted them out of the home country too. For the record, <laughs> yeah. and,
1: and and one of them, I can't remember his name. I probably have it in my notes somewhere. Um, as soon as he came back, Stalin had him killed. Naturally, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because he's Stalin. Yeah, yeah, but um, he
0: gives no fucks. Um, what was I going to say though? Um, so yeah, in so okay. Now we're getting up to the pre, the pre right. The prelude era in which um and it's also
2: we got to talk about this Sorry, you, just to interrupt do you think if hitler had had a bigger mustache he could have killed as many people as stalin <laughs> wait though mao
0: didn't have a mustache at
1: all
2: yeah he had a really high voice i mean he should have had a, i mean have you ever heard Mao a, one of those mustaches no, no.
1: Have you ever heard a mouse speech? No, and no, I haven't. I've only no. read what he says. Oh, he has the highest voice. He has a he has a hi- a high Ching voice horn like a cow. Uh, <laughs> like, like a like an American child before like like an American boy before his voice changes. I mean, right. it's really strange.
0: Maybe he was a eunuch.
1: Oh, uh, that would explain they a do lot. Do have
0: minds for strategy? Yeah, because you know <laughs> they don't have an interest in you know.
4: <laughs>
1: so um, the um so we you get into the 1900s and like 1902 they crown a 16 year old right you know, alfonso the 13 like you do yeah and he like just he inter he interferes in parliamentary affairs i mean p- political instability is rife and between 1902 and 1923 they have Thirty-three governments. Wow, yeah. that's incredible. It's in twenty-one wait, years, wait, that is so- pretty
0: funny. Thirty-three. Interesting.
1: Yep, thirty-three.
2: <laughs> there you go. Some things never change. In, in, in England, we just we just crowned a guy with the with the mental age of a sixteen-year-old. You know, he's into climate activism and he finds fifteen-year-old girls attractive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some things really do uh,
1: never change. More things
0: change yeah. the more they stay the same. That's what I always
2: say.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, like in twenty one, in nineteen twenty one, this is important because this is really when Franco starts coming on the scene. Is right. the Berber armies. Um, before a Spanish garrison at Anwal in uh, Morocco to retreat in disarray. Right. Um, well, also, military- to give further,
0: sorry to interrupt you, but to give a little more context, this is in the wake of basically Spain being completely deballed by America in the Spanish-American War. They've lost nearly yeah. all of their colonial holdings except for North Africa. So yeah. in an yeah. in in attempt to sort of regain their masculinity, so to speak, they um, dispatch um, like an extra yeah frank talented young uh wunderkind uh francisco franco (laughs) and uh, it was a pretty kind of based
2: catholic
1: kind of guy
0: for sure no nonsense dude
1: yeah great great quote from him wherever i am communism will never exist
0: that's pretty based (laughs) i can't dispute
1: this
0: (laughs) also just in general he respected women um <laughs> he uh um, yeah that's important yeah. <laughs> he just you know was a family guy uh you know like legitimately seemed religious i gotta say i know that Very isn't uh, so. that isn't everything yeah. in a world leader of course but um it is nice to see some authenticity once
1: in a while yeah well yeah in twenty in um september 1923 um, one week before the publication of a report directly Im- in, uh, implicating Alfonso XIII, Thirteenth, who was sixteen in 1902, in the um, the disastrous Battle of Annual, um, General Miguel Primo de Rivera orchestrates right. a coup d'état that topples the parliamentary to government. Yeah. Um, with Alfonso's support, Primo de Rivera establishes a dictatorship. Right. Yeah. And and basically what you, yeah, well, and remember that, what do you have? You had the, in the 1800s, you have this, you have this insurgence of communists, of um, anarcho-syndicalists and everything. So, and they're, they've been growing. They've been learning more. They've been, their numbers have been growing and all of a sudden, wow, we have a dictator again. Yeah. Right. So,
0: also, another thing is so, just it's worth like, mentioning that there's like a like large industrial base in the country. That is like an important ingredient in any yeah. left wing uh, movement is that they mm. have like they have like a sort of self-sustaining economy. You know, I you can shit on them all you want for having lost all their colonial possessions or whatever. But they were no one. No one's laughing at their fucking domestic, you know, output <laughs> and uh yeah. that that I mean, kind of environment where, where especially when the social uh mobility isn't moving quite quickly enough for people which it never is that's just the way human human fucking nature is um people are going to sort of grumble about things and then that's gonna that's, that's and especially when you have these international by the way all these fucking ideologues are who, who do they fucking finance by obviously rockefellers fucking rothschilds all mm-hmm. these dudes putting uh ideological ideological agents all in these countries i'm assuming that the guy you mentioned before it was italian he had to have been by the way also let's let's not forget Finale. mussolini was one of these guys mussolini yeah. was yep. being paid by the fucking british foreign office to s- spread leftism um or no was it actually was he was actually being paid to be fascist essentially in order to like or- agitate against the left wing go government it's just fucking all it's all spooks
2: yeah yeah
1: so if you jump forward to 1930 obviously you've had a global depression right and spanish economy is in shambles and uh primo resigns and like dies less than two months later yeah they say he was just physically broken um the monarchy has become closely associated with the excesses of the dictatorship um republican sentiment has grown strong um alfonso's continually meddling in the cortez and a lot an alliance of former liberal monarchists catalan politicians and republicans meets at san sebastian on october 17 1930 and agrees to overthrow the king right right so when that happens when you have when, when you have different groups that have different ideologies getting together i mean they're all on the left uh, but when when you have them getting re- and it's like, OK, we're going to overthrow the king. Things are not going to be good for the next few years. No, at no at all. See
0: uh, the 48ers in Germany, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they fuck so, shit up um, pretty bad. And then, by the way, those guys all went over to win the fucking Civil War for the American for the North, by the way, those same dudes. So, yeah, just destruction is in the wake of any sort of left wing fucking coup.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, we've talked about it before. How, like, the so, like, Italy and Germany weren't weren't nations per se in the modern. they weren't modern states until mid nineteenth century. Yeah, the the mid eighteenth century. Yeah, nineteenth century, eighteen hundreds. Yeah, and and uh, I believe Italy was like nineteen oh something when they became a country. I thought it was well. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking pedantic. but the the point is, like they were a threat to the British Empire, you know, like a United Italy working under right. nationalism, and and same with Germany. And you look at that, that the the First World War and the Second World War, it, Italy was on different sides in those, and it got screwed over both times by by the yeah. Allies, right. uh, because the the war isn't about the war; it's about achieving the. Aims at the end, so yeah, yeah. We promised Italy all this stuff to be on our side in the war, but in, fuck them, World War One. But yeah, fuck em, But they might get an empire, uh, and the, <clears throat> so, I mean, that's just they're trying to make sure that doesn't happen. They, they want nationalism, they want Arab nationalism to to screw up the Ottoman Empire, but they don't want any any. They don't want the. They don't like this European nationalism, and so so that they. The empire's got a vested interest in destabilizing any any potentially powerful state. I just in had Europe. a big think. Um,
0: uh, <laughs> yeah. What's it called? I uh, this is really it's, it. occurs to me that you know if you've ever read, I know William, I've only given you the cliffs notes of it, and uh, but uh, Pete, have you ever read? If you've ever read "Tragedy and Hope" by Carol Quigley. Basically, I,
1: I've read one hundred and one. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, yeah.
0: But the, one of the main things he talks about is this idea that the way civilizations expand and how they have these this like progression that he considers sort of set in stone. And basically, he sort of presents the idea that a civilization it keeps it while it's growing, it can exist, and as soon as it stops growing, it ceases to exist. Essentially. And that also there's like these life cycles in which the different stages in which uh, these different civilizations like operate in. And the way you were just saying this, William, where you're talking about how Germany and Italy sort of became new kids on the block, essentially, in the late in the 1800s, this like really scared um, like the older powers like England and France. So yeah. they did do everything they could to prevent them just from when they if they view another civilization in this case the German and Italians to start growing that means they just view that as an existential threat as as to their potential growth and their you know they, basically it's the death knell of like their their entire thing so instead of instead of fucking letting these other civilizations uh, grow and fester in their opinion they sort of just co opt them and sort of take them as a te- tentacle them in yeah,
2: sovereignty over land is a zero-sum game isn't it true you know even Milton Friedman can't deny that the, 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 you like you know if you're if you're measuring it in acres controlled then yeah. if somebody else controls some of it you, you don't
0: yeah um, but no, my point is, it's just like it's very interesting to me that um, that uh, that that's the way that they that when when Quigley was putting all that shit all down in the book, perhaps he was saying this is how the empire makers view it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, Maybe. like, and yeah. and therefore that's why you know. You know, there's things in that book I disagree with, of course. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot of his analysis is pretty fucking spot on, partially just because he's being told what happened, like the true story about what happened. <laughs>
2: yeah. But I think he's, he's really important because it, like he left a lot of information that other people have been able to base their research on. And there's, there's loads of great stuff come out true because of him. Isn't there?
1: Well, I mean, the, he's, him, he very much like, um, like the John Birch Society, Revelo P. Oliver, people like that, are very Semitically correct. So yeah, they're Yeah they're, they're rabbit trails that they don't go down and their they're, right. their g ge- their genealogy is, is missing. Um, True <laughs> a few things One yeah, of the things yeah. that I
0: thought was funny That William, you actually pointed out to me Is that um, he was like upset that Palestine Couldn't have been a more integral part of the British Empire And yeah. uh, and we were just like, oh boy, brother you. I hate to tell you the news But that's not what that was about
1: <laughs>
0: God. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so crap. we're back we're, we're almost up the to the 1930s Yeah, we're yeah.
1: almost up to the war, man We're almost up to the war 1931 um, Republican and socialist candidates win elections all over the country. They demand the King step down um, and they threaten violent insurrection and he flees the country. So Alfonso, you know, I think he, I think he went to Portugal Um, 1933, October Jose Antonio Primo de Rivera, the eldest son right. of the late dictator, establishes the Falange Española. That's the far right na- nationalist political movement yeah. committed to overthrowing the Republican government. Um, they rely heavily on Italian fascism. Um, the um, the fascist manifesto from from uh, Gentile and Benito Mussolini and almost exclusively all of their funding in in these years up until the war is provided by Benito himself by Old Duce yeah.
0: right yeah. Um, I will hasten to say though that um, that the Falange um, politics the Falange what was that the full on gays the full on fags no uh, full, on full, full on fags <laughs> <laughs> um, they had the I, uh, d- d- you correctly associate them closely with with mussolini because especially financially but i would yeah. say that um jose uh what was his name again i it fucking antonio Primo uh, de Rivera. yeah and jose antonio as he is bo- most commonly known um yeah. was uh had kind of had his own ideology despite the fact that he was sort of like mm-hmm. little brothering under mussolini and um it really was a fundamentally spanish uh ideology and it incorporated other sort of cultural um aspects of the spanish you know people or whatever and and also a heavy influence of catholicism by the way because where you find spanish culture you also find catholicism
2: yeah yeah you find spanish people you find catholicism correct (laughs) it's interesting where where, like sort of in research you're hearing other people's commentary on this and, and obviously it's Always pr- more mainstream than us, <laughs> you can't yeah. get any less mainstream, than That's us. so true. <laughs> uh, but the, the uh, they'll give you a quick rundown of the Falenge uh, sort of manifesto and say, Well, it's superficially appealing, and, and then not explain what's what's wrong with it, you know. It's just like, yeah. Oh, yeah, we it can't be good because it's fa- it called it's called fascism, so, right? And, and you're so. supposed
0: to think of six million fucking wooden doors, yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, and, and but <laughs> like it does seem somewhat appealing to someone who believes that that kind of thing might be possible. I mean that they they they're identifying the right, they're trying to address the social problems, right, without just making everybody slave for the bank. Yeah, uh, and like that's what I mean. That's really why there had to be six million wooden doors yeah and, <laughs> the association know, yeah you've, you've got a you you've tactically i mean i'm not a fascist by any means i don't i, I think it's horrible but it, i think all kinds of government are horrible so like but what you it seems to me like they had a pretty good manifesto going on there for it, it, if you
0: were a spaniard of the time of a, of a contemporary time of time yeah. yeah
2: for sure yeah I mean, and, and those ideas did appeal to everybody at the time worldwide, didn't they? Everybody said they were good ideas.
0: Yeah, well, fucking Hitler and Mussolini were ma- Times Man of the Year, weren't they? Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, even even Oswald Mosley was on the cover of Time magazine. At one point, I actually had it framed. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. but um, So, uh, all right, 1936, this is the year. February, popular front a broad left-wing coalition right. headed by uh, Manuel Lasagna, wins a majority of seats in the Cortez. Hates Mondays. during the first four... <laughs> he Hates fucking Mondays <laughs> <laughs> um during the first 4 months of, fr- of popular front rule 113 general and more than 200 partial strikes take place 170 churches 69 clubs and the offices of 10 newspapers are set afire by arson uh, by arsonists Rightist military leaders begin plotting to overthrow the government. At this time, um, our buddy is in. It's in the Canary. Um, he's in the Canary Islands. Yeah, um, he's
0: been sort of uh, Franco has been exiled, kind of,
1: but no, partially
0: yeah. because he represented a Put political a threat.
1: Yeah, right. Um, oh, yeah. Very oh, popular
2: they, because they of know Asia. he was. Because of
1: the fighting in Morocco and because he had he had done such damage in Morocco, uh, leading troops that uh, I mean, he was a hero already. And he was, I think, 30. He was he was a major at like 36 or something. He was no, I think he was a general general at 33 years old yeah no, no yeah yeah general i'm yeah. sorry yeah yeah because yeah.
0: yeah. i remember i, so, I remember uh, seeing that when i first started looking at this and being like fuck i'm th- almost 33 and this dude is already <laughs> a general i suck <laughs> i mean
3: obviously like he, we
0: we've
2: talked about um julius caesar and napoleon and guys like that a mm-hmm. lot on this show yeah we look at it, if Franco's like a you know, he's got a similar career trajectory to those guys, sure. but he doesn't have the ambition for global domination that they had. No. Which kind of makes him based. In a way, yeah, it's true. No. <laughs> his only mistake was not doing uh, succession planning, was it? He really. really
0: just didn't want to put his beautiful wife through another child. <sighs> yeah. yeah.
1: The um, So July of that year... um. The The government assassinates Jose Calvo Sotelo. He was basically like that extreme far-right leader. Yeah. And that's basically at that point um, an army mutiny begins in Spanish Morocco. A day um, early because it,
0: of that murder, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah. And um, um, Franco d- broadcasts a manifesto from his base in the Canary Islands. And they um, there's in a couple of the books. uh, I think it was uh, Bivor's book, The Battle for Spain. uh, Really, like how they got Franco out of the Canary Islands. They had to like rent a uh, rent a plane in England. Yeah, this sounds spooky to me. By the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, It's like, and there's there's like girls on the flight, you know, that that are like. um, like, what, like a stripper, you know, like they're strippers <laughs> or something like that. And they, they fly there and then they get him over to Morocco and then they can't get across it. And Italy, I mean... um Italy has to send planes in order to get them across to the mainland and everything. But yeah, yeah the, well, the uh, other
0: two leader, the other two generals who were like sort of in the triumvirate with, with Franco were both killed in plane crashes and mm-hmm. plane crashes, big fucking air quotes there, by the way. Um, uh, I'll call that just like the fucking Gary Caradori fucking uh, plane crash. Yeah. yeah okay, <laughs> pal.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, I guess, you know, planes, Please do crash,
0: especially in the 30s. I would imagine, by the way. But I gotta assume that maybe one of the two was shot down. I don't fucking know.
2: Yeah, they didn't want
0: those guys in charge. They wanted Franco in charge because that's why they sent the fucking spook English pilot to fucking go pick him up and ensure that he made it, and the other (laughs) two didn't.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The um. So, uh, you know, a lot happens after this. After July. Um, I mean, the, they just start murdering priests, raping nuns, disinterning, um, nuns and priests. Yeah. I mean, they're just absolutely, it just really goes to show their hatred for, and their resentment for what Spain was or, you know, what they perceive they had to live under for, know for centuries i mean we could have just left them to live under the under the moors and see how that
2: worked out but you know um, well it's i mean it's happening in in ukraine now the 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 persecuting the it's not quite to that degree i don't think but it's it's like it's the same aesthetic isn't it It's, it's it's like oh yeah you know these represent the old order and we're going we to rip to down gay. your
0: symbolism, your symbols, yeah. and sort of tread on them symbolically, yeah.
2: And yeah, they're defiling the church, one way or another.
1: So so one of the, I guess one of the more controversial things that happens is that, um, well, right around October, it becomes very clear that this is going to become a proxy war for a couple other nations, but I'll get to that. Yeah. Um, but in when Franco finally lands on on the mainland there's two things that he can do <laughs> he can march on immediately on Madrid mm. or there's a a siege that's going on at the um alzacar Toledo which is a, a historic fort um just I mean, famous right at the center of the country right and it's It's being seized. And when you read uh, in um, Carol's book on called The Last Crusade, he describes this siege. I mean, they were trying to put bombs underground and it was like and they put bombs underground and they went to blow the thing up from the bottom. And it only ended up blowing up part of it. And so Franco had to decide, well, am I going to go to Madrid Right. Or yeah. am I going to go am I going to go to this? And he decides because it's a it would be a symbol right. to march to the Al in Toledo, and uh to help to free them. And he does.
0: Also, yeah. I as and, I understand it, he that's also like an area which was very amenable to his rule as opposed to like the, the yeah. air the, the populace there was more t- Towards him anyway so just strategically It legitimately was also fairly Good idea
1: right Yeah we, we must remember all Throughout this um, while Franco Definitely wants to Take Spain back from these f- From this scourge um, He's also thinking about himself Yeah, yeah yes. he's also he's thinking Donald about Trump. What's what's best for Franco Yeah yeah well he's Donald Trump
2: that actually got stuff done True, you're he's, right. <laughs> he's, but, got, um, he's, he's a lot like Napoleon but just domestically. Yeah. He, he's like I mean that like, and what, of course he's going to be because that's who that's who's his influence is going to be. His, his his country had to get rescued from Napoleon by horrible English people.
3: <sighs>
2: yeah, English uh what the heretics. Yeah. So it's like you know the the, the influence of the Napoleonic wars on this uh have got to be massive, haven't they? Because, they haven't been, you know, it's not that long far in the past. No. People, no. people think of Napoleon as being... Your grandparents. Years, yeah. Just yeah. your grandparents.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. So,
1: um, it isn't until November, I think it's November 6th, that nationalist forces, um, Franco's guys, arrive in Madrid. Right. And they basically think that they're going to march in... Um, and be greeted to, as heroes like in Iraq yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> destroy the international <laughs> brigades but no it this leads to a 28 month long siege yeah it's not good and this is basically the rest this is the rest of the war and like 14 days later uh Jose Antonio is uh executed um by a firing squad he becomes a martyr for the na- for the nationalist cause so many people blame that on franco that franco could have negotiated to get him out and um he just ignored it so really it was politically inconvenient
0: frankly especially because franco wanted to be the ma- the guy yeah yeah so, the, do, so do you want that the, the well-loved I mean, that
2: ideological good... go ahead sorry i mean it's possible to you know give him the benefit of the doubt on things like that, in that he True. knew these guys and he probably knew, he probably suspected their bona fides, as in, do they really, you know, he probably thought he cared more about the future of Spain than, than they did. Yeah. And that it wasn't worth sacrificing the cause for, to get this guy out of jail.
3: Yeah.
1: So I think if you fast forward to April 1937 and you go to the city of Guernica which was held by the Republicans, the uh, you know, the government in charge. Um, this is where we can start talking about the fact that if it wasn't for Hitler sending them to Vantoma hmm. and the Condor Legion, yeah. Franco never would have won this war. And True. that the, the communists would have won this whole war. Basically, the war was won because Hitler was like, well... And you know, we really should see um, th- this combined arms we've been planning to use. Yeah. Let's see how this works, you know. Yeah. And, um, you know, so the Luftwaffe's Condor Legion just is bo- is bombing the crap. Um I mean, the civilians are killed, but I mean, that's gonna happen anyway. I'm not you'm know, you know but I'm sorry, it, it, but it's just I think happen.
0: the thing is is like the painting is what most people think of when they think of this shit. and I don't think that like the painting sucks. Let's all get that out of the fucking way. the entire modernist move that entire modernist movement suck balls um and uh and the thing is is like, you could just pick any battle in any war and be like, wow, that
2: sucks. And it's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, look, it, I'll, I'll, I'll play devil's advocate here, though. Sure. But this, I'm a bit down on the Guernica campaign, let's say, because they, the I don't think the Basque, that region, wasn't, they weren't, Ideologically communist. And they weren't committing thing. Hey, I'm 4% Basque. Let's calm down here. They (laughs) they were deeply religious. They just were separatists like the Catalans still are. And they still are. Yeah. And, you know, Franco could, uh, you know... uh, He could have appealed to that. He could have have appealed to that. He could have just decided to... He could have just offered them autonomy. Because I don't think they they would ideologically particularly strongly No, communist. in fact, if specifically
0: in the Basque ter- territory, a Basque area, there were like conservative like right-wingers fighting on the side of the Republicans because they had previously been give- of independence. Well, no, I'm that's actually I'm- the Republican mil- government had given them self-governance. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. To a degree. Yeah,
1: that, to I a mean, degree. that's just one of the, it's one of those things that, you know, you're just when it comes to war, when it comes to a country that was this divided already, I mean, from the get go, which is why, you know, I I said that if it would have been a lot better, if Spain was this gigantic imperium all along, instead of all these, you know, independent, I mean, even today, if if you look at, if you look at Spain today, they, when they refer to Andalusia, they still refer to it as an autonomous region. And that these are all autonomous regions. And yeah, I mean, it's card. It's I mean, it, it, uh, they're not autonomous the from fucking Church, Bank
0: of America and fucking and Barons. Yeah, that's for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, no yeah. one's autonomous from that anymore. What they, they do, uh, like Bank of America, which used to be the Bank of Italy.
2: Hmm. Like MotoGP is is a massive sport in Spain, and all. The, so they have several Grand Prix a year in Spain, but each community, you know, community de Valencia, whatever, you know, Communidad de Aragon. All these that were, I mean, this kind of harks back to the anarcho-syndicalist collectivization of farms that went on yeah. down there. That the, those they're still sort of paying lip service to that existing, but you try and be separate and you go to jail, bro. It's baked and into so their frontal cortexes. That, that what made Franco hit Guernica like that is the same thing that made him hit Barcelona like that in 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 two thousand fifteen because mm. they're. The, it is all about the unification of Spain. Franco was about the church, the monarchy, and the unity of Spain. Which I mean, I, I'll, I think as a general rule, countries get to live more peacefully the smaller units they they go into. So, like, I'm not like ideologically pro Franco on this. I get that he's sincerely. I mean, I'm I'm not like second guessing him here. I, yeah, I think take that, him at his word yeah.
0: that he thought it was better than everyone playing along.
2: Yeah,
1: I get that. I like decentralization, and I like smaller units as well. Yeah. But when you live in when you know, Amazon is where people do most of their shopping, and yeah. almost all of their money is made because they host the government. You know, government yeah, servers, the CIA yeah. servers. Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> the largest we're defense not, uh, In the world. Yeah, we're not exactly. Uh, you know, decentralization only goes so far. Yeah. You know, and I think it can be in the meantime, I talk about this all the time just to get off the subject for a little bit. Um, I think it can be something that can minimize the damage that we feel. And we may be able to mitigate, especially if you have a good sheriff or something in a local, a small local area. Yeah. Um, but when it comes down to it, the way things are as huge as things are becoming, things are eventually going to come for everyone. So um, you know something needs to be done, and I know people talk a lot about um, you know we need a franco in this country, and um, you know I'm here for it.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm here for it. I'm okay. Yeah, I mean because really he's a Christian conservative, but my my problem with being a monarchist, although like he he's a griper. I think I think he was a monarchist, but he's a griper, and he he did install a king, but he didn't give he didn't let the king do anything. True. Yeah. Because like I live under a constitutional monarchy and I mean I tell you monarchies are not good.
0: Yeah because yeah. <laughs> like, that- you probably can't.
1: It's yeah. gay and it
2: stinks. <laughs>
1: I'll name I'll name a monarchy. Well, Liechtenstein.
2: Okay, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that's a very small
2: monarchy. Yeah. Is. Right,
1: King King Otto does a really good job, but yeah, it's these micro states that do really well. But the problem is, is that you know it's like, oh, we need micro states scenarios. areas like Liechtenstein's in the middle of Germany.
2: Yeah, right. Like no
1: one's invading them except yeah. Germany,
2: maybe. Yeah, you know, so but they don't want to um, because they've all got their bank accounts there. Yeah, exactly. No.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I have. I, I know someone who
1: lives in Liechtenstein, and um. He's, they're based they have like this um yeah. can
3: you lend me
2: 5 museums, pounds there's please
1: a, there's a in the in the museum there's like one of the museums there there's a uh, like a monument to um so, soldiers who fought for the ss right. <laughs> and, still there huh yeah, and, yeah oh yeah they um they're you, like you yeah we're you not you doing some, any of this some...
0: gay this fucking uh dwight d eisenhower <laughs> <laughs> bullshit
1: yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's very interesting, but, um, so, all right, 37, April, right, right, you right, got, right. um, uh, Gwernerka, um, june bill the the national was taking i was making my
0: wife sorry to interrupt i I was making my wife watch um like a little bit of that 70s bbc documentary about about the spanish civil war and And um they were playing you know the stukas were dive bombing and it was you know it sounds that really distinctive (laughs) noise i'm like oh isn't that fucking sick and by the way She's a woman, so she was like, yeah. No, and why it's not. <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> no. You're married to a woman? Yeah, right. It. I know.
1: Bag. Yeah. Um
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Well that's, uh, you know, married that's to a per- woman. Per- what are you gay?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Total homo. Well, we are the history homos.
2: We, we established very early on in the run of this show that having sex with your wife is cooked.
0: It's cooked because you're in the room so with gay. another guy fucking your wife. With a guy like, fucking your yeah. wife.
1: Yeah. So gay. So, yeah. so cooked. Um, so, the, so June, the Nationalists take Bilbao. Um, they basically complete their conquest of the Basque country by October, but they still don't have Barcelona and Madrid. So, yeah. you know, it's like, okay, so... You know, yeah we're winning all these little battles all over the place. And, um, you know, so
2: it's not a um, bad tactic though, because like it, it, it sort of, it opens up the possibility to have an effective or reasonably effective siege. Mm. If, if they'd have just gone, you know, then they're, they're not going to get encircled while they're laying siege to Madrid, for instance, if they control everything else, yeah, the food. Yeah. For one. Yeah. The farmland
0: kind of an important fucking yeah. thing. <laughs> um but Ugh. yeah. And then the other thing is this at this point, uh, later on in the war, this is when like the factionalism starts to really sort of the rot starts to take in on both sides. Yeah. Um and then the longer it goes especially too, to the left. The left no, it was true. a lot
1: worse for the left. That's yeah. true.
0: Um and then the the longer it goes too is like now people think of it like when we were talking about program to kill like these people have been blooded very thoroughly by seeing yeah. their families and fucking you know the every their, their entire world is upheaved you know 10 times over in the last 3 years and so now <clears throat> these these ideological struggles become everything to these people um yeah. and you know Losing sight, of course, of the fact that the real powers at play is that there's money being funneled in for you know these semi nefarious reasons like these this you know you're basically a piece on a chessboard you know and Mm -hmm. but you meanwhile here you are beating your chest about about how important it is that you know the future of Spain and democracy but meanwhile it don't matter who wins. Both sides answer to the same guys, pretty much. Yeah, And um, that's the, so this got me thinking though, with these ideological struggles, it got me thinking about like, I know P you were just saying like, oh, Franco here, but think about the reality of this is that if there was a civil war in America and I know, stop, Scott, you're thinking, Scott, stop. Everyone's fat. They're not going to be a civil war in America. But um, think of it this way. Like, at least, at very least, when the Spanish Civil War, this, these bitter ideological struggles or whatever are being fought over a real ideology, at least. Communism versus national fascist, mm-hmm. whatever, what have you. Think about now. Now you just have slightly, you know, slightly fucking far further left and f- for slightly less further left. Zionism on both sides of this ideological struggle. And I just I just think about like you don't have like a Franco. You do have Trump. Like I know I mentioned before, he's not, Franco is not Trump, but in our country, we, if there was a civil war, Trump would absolutely be at the helm of one of these fucking factions, I assume. And that's fucking Mm. nightmarish to me. (laughs) The idea (laughs) that I would end up being, being sort of, you know, by association, coalitioning with fucking Mr. Cyrus, the reincarnation reincarnation of Cyrus promised to give, give the sect, the third temple to the state of Israel. <laughs> you know, like that's fucked that, that the, like at least there was some sort of coherence in the Spanish Civil War where these people had like, re, you know, like uh, like Franco specifically, like his whole thing was like traditional Spanish culture is primacy. You know what I mean? That's his whole thing in America. We don't even have that. It's pathetic. We have what do we yeah. have? NASCAR and Disney? Like that's the two different things. If you're liberal, you like Disney. And if you're if you're conservative, you're like, what are even conservatives like now? Youtubers that own uh-huh. libtards?
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, Chrissy Mayer. Well, I mean, Chrissy Mayer, not, Yeah. No,
1: <laughs> you know, I, I the more and more and more is just going to have to be that you're going to have to raise up a certain small group of elites, vanguard for a better, a uh, lack of a better term, that are more in the class
2: of like right right wing hingaleans. Well, they, they keep... it's like it's either my way or the highway. They, they keep arresting army officers in Germany, don't they? That keeps happening a lot.
0: That has happened a few times just in this calendar yeah. year, yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: American army officers? No, German, German, um, guys, German yeah. military um, guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's they keep trying right. to You're reinstall right, the yeah.
0: fucking emperor or
1: something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I Spain, Spain is seeing a... I was... I have a couple of videos in Spain of, you know, women who are out in the streets talking about the days of Franco sure. and throwing up Romans. You know, it's throwing up Romans and, you know, it's that's not something that you would expect. But Spain after 1975, I did not see the six
0: million doors
1: (laughs) (laughs) after after Franco dies, it, you know, quickly. I mean, let's face it. He cucked in 1954 by just basically cucked to the United States. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The
0: money, 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 money. And and what's
1: his name did, too? I mean, um, in in Portugal, um, Salazar. Salazar, he cucked it. I have a picture. I have. A, I actually have the, the original press photo of him and Eisenhower meeting in Lisbon in 1951. Mm. And yeah, I mean, he's what, what, what was that all about? Well, in 1952, what, what was that all about? Yeah, I mean, come on. They were they were already cucking to it. And it's worse after 1975 when Franco dies, because Franco sort of dies suddenly. No one really knew he was sick. And he just is And like Norm McDonald, basically.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you're familiar with, with Freddie the, Mercury? Uh, yeah, apocryphal, <laughs> apocryphal tale of Franco's lost words.
0: Oh, we have the, to talk
2: about I, this episode. Yeah. We
0: have to do it. We've yeah. probably said it three or four times on the show before, yeah. but go ahead, lay it on well, us. I,
2: <laughs> this, is, this is one of my dad's stories. It's certainly not true, but look, uh, the, uh, the 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 story goes that uh, the uh, Franco was lying on his deathbed, and uh, the there's a massive gathering of people outside. Cause they, you know, afraid. they know he's sick. He's been taken suddenly ill and they're milling around in the square outside. And you can hear the sound, you know, a crowd, a crowd makes a sound. And Franco says to his uh, adjutant, what's that sound? And he says, uh, it's the people of Spain, General Isabel. And he says, uh, what do they want? And he says, they've come to say goodbye. He goes, why? Where are they going? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome.
0: I, I, in my head canon, that is true.
2: Yeah, I can't. Be- I can't
0: believe I my was watching.
2: But I told me, so like, it's just
0: yeah. It has Obviously to. It true. is. It is in your hyper-reality true. Yeah. But no, I, I was like half expecting someone to do the bit when I was watching like a, a biography of I was like <laughs> half expecting to be, you know, there's a uh, you know apocryphal tale that you know someone <laughs> someone <laughs> But no, unfortunately, that is not part of the official canon. I think, of,
2: for, I think it's worth going over the mechanics of how the anarcho syndicalists. Uh, got screwed over, and I. I yeah, I'll, uh, this is
0: really, really important.
2: I, I, I can quickly run through this uh, off the top of my head. So basically, at the beginning of the of the Civil War, the S- Republican civilian authorities were in a complete flap, and uh, Barcelona was the the basically the initial Republican stronghold but the yes. authorities were running around like headless chickens, and it was the anarcho-syndicalists allied with the police that gave the police the backbone to fight against the Francoist troops. Yeah. And that, that was why Barcelona didn't fall in the first week or two. And they, to give them credit, on their own terms, the anarcho-syndicalists then ran the place because the, the civilian authorities, were, they couldn't control them because they they were obviously reliant on them for security so they ran the place and they got they collectivized the farms and they they got the thing kind of working i guess uh, on, on their own terms and but then when the money started coming in from the so- soviets in big style and the military aid from from stalin the communists the you know the regular stalinist type communists who were who didn't have the support that the anarcho syndicalists had po- mm. in popular terms? Right, obviously the polity the-
0: were, were pro them.
2: Yeah, so but now they've got the money, and so uh, and the, their, the the entire Republican side is being bankrolled and reinforced by the Soviets. So the, com- the this minority communist party have now got the whip hand, and they decide, well this this anarcho-syndicalism thing seems to be working a little too well and they and they they're not part, they're not participating properly in the system we, we, it's in it's incompatible with proper co- stalinist communism you know Stalin is going to stand for that shit so what they do is they put this they put this communist in charge of the uh, of, of the area uh, and he he orders the banks not to cash any of the of the uh, anarcho-syndicalist cooperatives, checks not to let them d- deposit or withdraw any any cash, because basically how they operated was without cash. But the local committee would they'd have to buy things from outside their own little community, and so that they would sell things on the on the market to get cash, put that in the bank, and then take it out again and use it to buy things that they didn't produce. And so they basically just shut them up, shut them off by debanking them. <laughs> and it was a communist that did that to them. And so that, uh, to me, that like exemplifies exactly what's going to happen to any le- any su- successful left wing movement. You know, sort of hard left, anarcho leftist movement yeah. that's ever going to. They're as shit out of that's, luck as we are. In other words, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I feel a, a fair bit of sympathy. I mean, I think the, they're wrong the about seems everything. Ridiculous. It seems that way to me.
0: They, they also it, were like we should have abortions and like and like we should end yeah, the marriage the and first, shit.
2: The first thing they did was legalize abortion. I'm like, it's pure Satanism, on, basically. You just you just got to, Oh, the landowners wouldn't let me kill babies. <laughs> we
0: are the crazy, proletariat dude. now queen grab the vacuums. <laughs> So, yeah, that, I mean,
2: that, that was what happened to them in a nutshell.
0: Yeah, and th- by the way, it wasn't just... And then for f- after that, the debanking, they also were, like, literally just, like, oh, there was, like, a sub-civil war within the fucking left-wing ranks. Mm-hmm. They yeah. had, like, fucking yeah. fight. They had, like, legit campaigns against the, the anarchists. Yeah, because uh, they
2: were, the, the communists restored some of the some of the collectivized land to the original owners.
0: Right. Yes. Bro. <laughs> you <a> great <laughs> communism, bro.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> fucking ridiculous. But yeah. So anyway, the, the, and then, yeah, so it really, it just, it's, it, you know, it really is dialectically perfect because the same thing happened on the left as it happened on the right. And the yeah. more radical and, you know, frankly, sincere, yeah. the more sincere just- uh, uh, factions
2: were fucking boxed out and some places killed. And just to drive the point home, why, why were the communists restoring land to the original landowners? Well, if you, if nobody owns, if nobody owns land, they can't mortgage it, can they?
0: So true.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I mean, there's really only two more things like that really happened that needs to yeah. be thought. There's the yeah. Battle at the Abro. Battle of Abro. Yeah. Yeah. And nah, bro. You know, ba- basically by February, hey, 39, bro, Barcelona. we're
0: going to all die.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, in March of uh, thirty nine, the nationalists go into Madrid unopposed because the Republican government had fled into like France <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like a couple <laughs> of weeks before. So um,
0: one of the things that I thought
1: was really know, funny, then, uh,
0: speaking of France, yeah. was uh, there's this part uh, where I was watching that same BBC thing. And they were like, you know, like French uh, Prime Minister Leon Blum, you know, <laughs> was feeling the crunch between three, you know, ostensibly nationalist powers from, you know, Germany and Italy on the East and then potentially on the West. And, um, <laughs> and like the, the documentary, like, does this backflip <laughs> in order to be yeah. like, well, you know, he didn't want to for, you know, political reasons. He yeah. was making them nervous about this. <laughs> and so but he reluctantly did business with Franco because he needed bladdy bladdaddy blah, whatever fucking natural resource that Spain is flushing and France has none. But um It's just, by the way, I clicked on him. I I was like, oh, I got to hear what this story is of this. Guess where he came from? It was a fucking, it was literally the result of the Dreyfus affair. Put him into power, basically.
2: (laughs) Unbelievable. (laughs) So, look, I'm going to, I'm going to, I've stood up for the anarcho-syndicalist. I'm going to stand up for Franco now. Okay,
1: please. Uh, You, You are a fair man. Who?
2: What other European power managed to stay out of World War Two? Incredible achievement. So yeah, I want to talk about that. Yeah. And also <laughs> like it, South America stayed out of it as well. It's incredible. Yeah. It's like Latins it, it's don't amazing like it. how the, Don't like brother hispa-
0: wars, except when it's against other Latins.
2: <laughs> yeah. How the sphere stays out of these things. It's it it's miraculous. And like for all the negative things i said about them before, you've got to admire that. That's it, it takes some kind of yeah. It must have taken some machinations and flipping because obviously wanted to cozy up to the to the Americans and whatnot. But he managed to walk that line a bit like that uh, Belarusian guy. What they call him, Poroshenko. Poroshenko, yeah. Try tried to walk that line between the West and the and the East.
0: Yeah, it's a tightrope. It,
2: but eventually, he's he's fallen off on one side. But the, you know the um, yeah, props to Franco for that. I wish, you know, that's the, the best thing that could have happened to any country in the 20th century is not get involved in that bullshit.
0: So fucking true.
2: Um, so
1: can I can I comment on that? Yeah, please. <laughs> it was a total bitch move to do, considering that they would have never won that war if von uh, von Thoma. And um, had hadn't shown up with the Condor Legion. I mean, basically, Germany wins the war for them. And then, yeah. w- and what what did Hitler ask of uh, what What did Hitler want? He wanted access to Gibraltar. He wanted Morocco. Basically, he wanted the Mediterranean. Yeah. He said, "Help me take the Mediterranean." And he said, "Become part of Fortress Europe." He didn't ask for them to fight in the war, just to be, you know, to openly. You know support the access to um to help i mean you had the blue division that fought that fought in the wehrmacht yeah um, but they, they that was go to the eastern front didn't they? yeah and but that was more you know um um sunier um that was more sunier's doing than it was franco's doing and um you know i mean he just helped them win a war and the spain first bro they were they were decimated. Spain was decimated by the war. Million lost, million died. Um, but Hitler didn't ask them to join in the war. He just basically said, "You know, help us with Morocco. Give us Gibraltar. We want the Mediterranean and be part of Fortress Europe." And they said no. And
2: yeah, yeah that's, it's an interesting was,
0: uh, alternate history path for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I,
2: honestly, I think it's based to stay out of it. It's like. <laughs> You know, I it, see. I
0: see his perspective on it. I'll say that uh, by saying well, out.
2: I see the perspective of the, you know, Spanish sailors and and civilians and whatnot. The Falange uh, wanted to go. The, uh, mo- most
1: uh, mo- most of the leftover most of the leftover leaders from the Falange wanted to go.
2: Yeah, but they wa- were wanted they'd to been new during the Civil War, weren't they? They they were just they were finos, weren't they? The, the Spanish government were finos. Fascist yeah. name only. Okay, oh, yeah, fine. <laughs> <That> was, yeah, <laughs> true. Well, that's the thing. Th- then afterwards, by the way,
0: um, you know, uh, like we so- we sort of said it right at the beginning, but like when you ask a normie about the Spanish Civil War, they're like, "Isn't there something with Hitler and Mussolini?" Like, <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it kind of is. <laughs> I mean,
0: to be fair, but I mean, it's like it's the point is is like. It's so much more than that. Like it really was at the end of the day. I mean, as evidenced by the fact that Franco, at the end of the day, was like, "Nah, I ain't about that." Son yeah. is is kind of indicative of the fact that it was at at its core an intra Spanish Hispanic uh, conflict.
1: Well, yeah. In, in the first half in the first half of the 20th century, uh, communism, the left, the international, they only had two black eyes this was a big one that's true this was a big one and the finnish civil war which only lasted two months and you know the the right in finland there's one of the reasons most people have never heard of the finnish civil war is because the communists were shut down so hard and so quick right it was embarrassing for them
3: shouts you out know.
2: bo they didn't like it because it finished too quick so <laughs>
0: Hell yeah, dude! <laughs> Shouts out to Bo, our Finnish listener, um, yeah. um, or the one who's identified himself. Anyway, I assume there's probably more yeah. than one. But um, anyway, but uh, this was hard.
1: I mean, we haven't even, we didn't really discuss. I mean, like between so, like the Inquisition. If you go back yeah. and you look at the Spanish Inquisition, yeah, the, it can really only be proven that over the span of the centuries that it that went on basically four centuries that like maybe 3000 people were put to death in the span of of 2 months in 1936 7000 priests nuns and seminarians were put to death by leftists in spain yeah these people want to complain about oh the Spanish Inquisition and everything. What the Catholic Church, all the Catholic Church was was basically uh, a judiciary. They just basically they judged. They told the Cortes what you know they told Parliament what needed uh, you know what they found, and then Parliament carried it out. There are so, many stories about one guy was selling potions right. and he was ripping people off, and they. Um, they, they, they said, okay, so what we're going to do is you're going to be paraded through the streets and the people are going to do whatever they want to you. And they paraded them through the streets and the people brought them out tea and cake, uh, brought them out coffee and cakes. Yeah. And, right. You know, it, it was, it, it, the Inquisition was basically, it basically helped to like have order, it gave that country order for three and a half centuries. And, you know, it wasn't what they said it was. it was, and it was mostly Protestant laws um, that brought this about, now, let, let's say, you know, there wasn't, there was no internet at the time. So, and people, you know, but there were a lot of lies being told. Um, but they, they burned upwards of 10,000 churches Yeah. I, during I, I, in the Spanish civil war. I mean, this is, this Some was thing, a, yeah. this was a war against, against, uh, religion against basically if you look at like the book the authoritarian personality by Adorno, what, yes. what do they say is you know, you, you have the uh, you know what what how can we tell if someone's going to be a fascist potentially be a fascist they go to church they have right. a family they have a family they um, like their parents it's yeah. <laughs> yeah. literally so one of them in that book yeah, <laughs> they yeah. have a good relationship yeah. with their parents oh, my my favorite is if you believe anybody who who um hurts a child should be punished beyond what the law it's like why'd you throw that one in that's a what an odd yeah. thing to say
3: yeah <laughs> you know what, I, mean,
2: it, it, I mean i recently because like you know a lot of sort of writer going about oh it's demonic and blah 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 and it's sort of i've always glazed over but like but we've been we recently did uh covered the book program to kill um mm-hmm. we've done so that, like we are We've got. Uh, we're going to be talking about, with, you know, finders and stuff like that, and how like the government's all over all this shit. You know what I mean? It's that's if it wasn't for the government, that that stuff wouldn't be happening. Yeah, and like it just like dawned on me. Oh, yeah, these right righto, are kind of right. It is. It is a war against God. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and absolutely. that's bad. Yeah. That's absolutely what it's
1: been. That's what it's been ever since that's what it's been since 1848 when you had what how many uprisings all at once yeah yeah how many revolutions the 48ers, all yeah
0: spirit of 48
1: yeah yeah
0: and then where again no. I mentioned it before but where did they end up they ended up winning the fucking civil war for the north yeah yeah and you know what happened to the <laughs> south after that
1: <laughs> yeah same I mean yeah it's uh, the Spanish Civil War to me is probably I mean uh, if I wasn't already like not a libertarian or an anarchist or anything, reading about the Spanish civil war, would, it, I don't know how you can be like a libertarian or an anarchist after the reading about it, because it just, it shows you what you're up against. If you're a decent person, yeah, it, it shows you what you're up against because the people, the, the progeny of those people, you know, like I, I talk about this all the time when you, um like if you bring up oh you know we, we did a Mussolini in this country to clean it up and somebody who claims to be right-wing will post a picture this is what we do with fascists in this country and I have to remind them because you know to me you know the, the, what we're experiencing now is we're, everything is defined by history I have to remind them that the people who are in charge now those are the same people who hung Mussolini upside down and killed them yeah those people won the reason why why kids why why went, why girls are chopping their tits off and ki- and boys want to chop their dicks off is because those people won World War II. Mm. Those people hung Mussolini upside down. Those people you know marched on marched on Berlin. Those people hung made up laws on the spot at Nuremberg and just completely destroyed jurisprudence for for history. Yeah. to you know, hang hang a bunch of guys who. Yeah, you know, were tor- had ball torch balls tortured until until they said they did something that they didn't yeah, do. I mean, and, and I mean, and what they had to do was they had to change it. I mean, when in the history of mankind before that was a government ever ever like said basically they had to convince people this wasn't a government. This was a criminal conspiracy.
0: Yep. Well, well, yeah, yeah. Well, let's That's not forget what about Jordan. Think. Rabbi Peterson said the only way that you would ever, you know, the rationalize what they were doing is they're just pure evil, man. They're just pure yeah. evil. They're literally just they're obsessed with chaos. <laughs> <laughs> That's a verbatim that, yeah. quote, by the way.
3: <laughs>
1: that is so. So Jordan so Peterson. Terrible. It's not even so funny. Terrible. Um, but, you know, it's. All these people, the people who won World War Two, the people who who hung Mussolini, the people who, you know, who marched on Berlin, the people who ran Nuremberg, the people who wrote the authoritarian personality, that whole spirit, that's the spirit of our age.
0: Yeah. yeah, well, look, that's we,
1: what we're dealing with. To
0: put the fine point on it, too, by the way, the people specifically who fucking hung Mussolini, who were they? Well, let's just think about it for a second. That's Gladio. That's fucking the mob. Those are the people that sold poison heroin to America and fucking just <laughs> decimated like the uh, the opportunities of an entire multiple generations too. Uh, and then you know later did it in Vietnam, and then later did MK Ultra, and then later fucking you know program a bunch of people to be serial killers and shit like that. (laughs) Same fucking guys. Same fucking guys. And then also another thing, just Pete, to just to put, I, I go back to one other thing you said was like all of the, you know, an American culture is all defined by history it is and it isn't because it's it's defined by this critique of history. It's not the actual right. history. When you look at the actual yeah. history, you come to the conclusions that we do on history homos. But when you are doing this weird, like Talmudic reanalysis of history um, where it, you know, just keep doing it over again, over and over again until it comes out the way I like, you know, kind of history um, is that that's what that's that's the way that that American you know reactions are programmed literally MK altered into us from birth. These, these ideas, like, like I said before, um, fucking, uh, the civil war the Spanish civil war. Isn't that thing about Hillary Mussolini? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, it's, yeah. When uh, I, I look at basically existence to me, what's happening now, it can only be defined by history. I mean it and you know, yeah, the right actual history, history. You know? yeah the actual yeah, the, history the, the actual history which is why which is why revisionism has become so important to me you know it, I remember I found the Institute for Historical Review in 1998 yeah you know, I was reading about yeah I was reading about the um the wooden doors. Yeah. I saw the, those um, David
0: Cole videos. The David Don, Cole on um yeah. fucking uh Morton Downey Jr. Yeah. Morton Hugh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but
1: I was you know I was reading those articles that Mark Weber was writing back, oh, yeah. back then um you know 25 years ago and and figure, you know I w- I was figuring it out and something that you said with Romanized Visigoth made you know, really struck me too you said that when you you know that you were this internet just this internet racist when you, before you found libertarianism <laughs> Yes, you know and i was this and i was this person who was very critical of uh of a certain group and had very much already read most of the literature on um that magic number from the 1940s sure. yeah. and 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 the 19 teams libert- don't forget that mu- yeah, number appeared yeah, then yeah. <laughs> but and but libertarianism like turned me in the other direction it made me be like oh you know i really shouldn't concentrate on those things because yeah. you know i need to i need to judge everybody as an individual yeah. and as and and then you're like well if we're the only people if if i if, if we're the only group judging people as individuals and we have no po- political power no political will um, yeah. We're sitting ducks. Yeah, so.
0: can't afford to be uh, <laughs> an individual on a moving train. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh,
1: it, it's it's wild, man. Yeah, there was um that that episode you did, the first episode you did with Romanized Visigoth, really. Yeah, shout out my Romanized
0: out. Visigoth. A polarizing eyes, figure okay. in in the history homo's fandom, I will say.
1: <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> a little Very bit, busy? yeah, a little bit at times, but it is. A polarizing what it is. figure in the part of the problem. Uh, yes, he was. Um, he was. Yeah. By He's shirt. just a polarizing guy. He's a
0: polarizing guy. I I'm totally polar in the sense that I like him. He's my buddy. We talk every day, <laughs> like I said. <laughs> so, but uh, what's it called? Anyway, got
2: polarized sunglasses for the first time ever. How do you I like them? Believe, it's incredible. I just thought yeah. it was just some kind of marketing bullshit. No. Yeah. They do the a thing. totally different. Yeah, they really do, don't they? Yeah, I, you yeah. can,
0: like, see in the daytime. I know. It's crazy.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> As I know. These 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 crazy scientists, you never see, you never believe what they got kind of to shit they're getting up to these days. Yeah. <laughs> they said we're going to have a
2: flying car.
0: Yeah
2: go to the moon. Yeah, it's weird. you see you see uh, you see a car coming the other way and like, that's got a pink windscreen. That uh, is like, you know they live glasses they? and it's just these glasses making it look like that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's true. Yeah, are you seeing the lizard people now? Are you seeing like yeah. the actual like yeah, no, don't reproduce. <laughs> don't consume
2: but don't reproduce. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ch- chop your, it says chop your dick off there. Yeah, that's what it says now. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, anyway, Pete, thank you for coming on. But I mean, there's, we could literally do, I mean, actually I looked online, I just typed in Spanish civil war podcast to see if like any of the podcasts that I already listened to historically did an episode on it. But there is actually a fucking Spanish civil war podcast in which there's hundreds of episodes just about the day's minutiae yep, of wow. the, of the Spanish civil war. Um, I've, I've done, done a bit five. like
1: I've done 5 with Thomas 777 so far and we need to jump back into it. We did I I derailed him saying, "Hey, you know, let's do a history of the JQ series, like right in yeah. the middle Starting of it." Starting with Martin we,
0: Luther, I assume. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um and then we have a, a couple episodes planned for something that's a more popular right now. Idea um, but then we got to get back to the Spanish Civil War because oh, yeah. we basically we just had backgrounds so far and Condor Legion and things like that, because uh, yeah, he's those are fun. The, those are fun detours. Yeah, he's great. He's he probably the most. Um, he, he's probably one of the greatest Reich historians I've ever talked to. We did 23 episodes on on World War Two on my podcast, just basically from the uh, German viewpoint yeah right
0: so. interesting yeah. well to the, here's an endorsement pete has always been a top-notch com- content creator in the time that i have been uh been in contact with him so i can definitely say that anything that he's putting out go to his site check him out pete is there anything you'd like to promote to our listeners
1: yeah just a peaking show and um i have a sub stack that i that's become really pretty popular and um, I enjoy it a lot. It forces me to write uh, Substack dot com
2: based excellent.
0: Um, and for us www.HistoryHomos.com dot historyhomos dot com or find us wherever you find podcasts. also, we're available on all the places Rumble, bit shoot, odyssey. Uh, but most importantly, rockfin that's www rockfin that's R O K F I N dot com slash historyhomos and that's like the best way to support the show is to subscribe over there. You get once weekly bonus episode every Thursday. It's sort of a topical episode. We just talk about the week's events or what we're thinking about that week. It's actually a lot more comedy focused. We do. We like to have fun on the regular episode, but but uh, the bonus episode is where we get to be silly. So, yes. uh... <laughs> So, you you guys guys check. Special, you're into dude? that, go check that out at www.historyhomos.org.rockfin.com/slash t- history homos. And if you uh, don't want to make a subscription, uh, then you can also do a one-time donation there. Yeah. But also, the other main thing I want to plug is our Telegram group. T.me/slash history homos is our channel, and tme dummy history homos chat. Come meet your future Guantanamo Bay cellmates. Um, yes. And uh, yeah. That's it. Uh, William, we die with dignity. William, is there anything you'd like to say to the people before we get out of here? Viva España.
2: Viva España.
1: Viva Cristo Rey. Sí. <laughs> See you later, homo's
4: Spanish stones <laughs> in Andalusia. Just tune in in the days of 39. Oh, please leave the vendana open. Frederico Larker. Bullet holes in the cemetery walls The black car at the Gallia at the beach Spanish bums on the Costa Rica I dying here on the DC Tentonite Spanish bums You have a infinito You have Oh my god, that's all Spanish bums You a infinito You have to Oh my god, that's all Spanish weeks oui, in Matristo Casino the fighters died up on the hill They sang the red flag They wore the black one After they got it for fucking Hill Back from the buses Went up in flashes the Irish too, Stretched in blood the Spanish bombs Shacked to the hotels My señorita's old oh, Just in the bus Spanish bombs You're the queer infinito You're the killer. Oh my God, I'm <laughs> the hillsides ring with. Benito, Oh my God, Spanish, oh, oh, Spanish songs. the quiver. I've the Oh my God, Oh my mandolina. In granada oh my